Naomi, the same question. Who should be eliminated and why? AJ, nothing's going to happen in a match with you and Caitlyn because Caitlyn can't wrestle. I think Caitlyn should go home. The winner of NXT should be a diva that's well-rounded and that can show off her skills in the ring, and def definitely Caitlyn can't do that. All right, there you've heard it tonight. One of you will be eliminated. Josh, Cole, back to you. The future is now. We are NXT! And welcome back. To another episode of Half K NXT, your boy Primo Nando and the host with the toast, never lacking toast. Never, <laughs> I, I was gonna say never slacking. <laughs> nah, you know I wanted to go there, but it was too easy. I was, like, mm, but nah, I was gonna say you're better than that. I was gonna say slacking like the software, not the actual like slacking. That way. Uh, mm. But that'd be such a lie because I'm always <laughs> slacking at this. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, you know, it's your boy. <laughs> Never lacking, always slacking. <laughs> yeah. And then I would have jumped in and said, like, oh, but he means the software, folks. The software. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's Software is the only time you catch your voice slacking. Oh, see, I already I wrote you a bar already. <laughs> that was a free one. <laughs> I know, so bad, so bad. <laughs> well, thanks everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back. We are in uh, we are in rare form tonight. Apparently, <laughs> we're 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 literally almost at the finish line. I think that's why we're uh, one episode if you're not counting this one then we're one episode away for the season three finale this is episode 40 i can't believe we've already done 40 of these uh podcasts not e not even including our 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 special episodes and one fall mm -hmm. so this is strictly on the core podcast with nxt so it's kind of crazy that we've already hit like the 40th number you know you know, I feel good knowing that we also didn't um, like most of our episodes aren't in quarantine. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. we didn't we didn't get to that point yet. Like, oh, man, you know, like we've done more shows in quarantine than we have. I mean, granted, you know, it's almost by choice. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, well, we've only you know, we've only recently started recording a uh, new material during the quarantine era. So. Yeah, hopefully we don't get to that stat because I believe that's what AEW is at now where AEW I'm pretty sure now has has done more episodes in dailies place than they have during uh when they were touring around around the country, you know. I'm pretty sure you're 100% right because that is the first place that came to mind was AEW when I was saying that. I actually mm -hmm. had them fully in thought when I was saying that. I was like, oh, I don't want to be like AEW right now. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we'll, we'll definitely try to keep a good pace, but at the same time, we're not trying to beat our quarantine record. <laughs> nah, we can, that, that could be a record that is always just standing. 
Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, we'll, we'll sound a hundred percent natural when, whenever we can record, uh, in one, in one spot again. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, awesome. Well, thanks again for tuning in and we are going to get started here. So yeah, this is, uh, as I mentioned, episode 40, also our 40th episode for the weekly podcast. And this one aired almost, yeah, 10 years ago where it was on November 23rd, uh, 2010 at the Veterans Memorial Arena in Jacksonville, Florida. Mm. And yeah, we start off the show with another video package. And this one was pretty much recapping the Oksana elimination from last week. And they also do a good job of plugging that we will have the last elimination before the finale tonight. And yeah, not not too much happened in this. It was just, again, another good video package recap for um for what happened during the last segment last week and yeah gave you pretty much all the information you needed to know heading into this episode and we kicked off the show with another rookie challenge but um similar to what you had mentioned before we started recording the only difference between this rookie challenge and the other ones is this one actually doesn't count where they're just doing it to do it uh there's no there's no real high stakes in this one where they're just gonna like do the challenge but we're we're not accumulating points compared to previous challenges since there's only three rookie divas left and yeah we got pyro in the beginning (laughs) still always a plus yes always a plus (laughs) and uh we even have michael cole starting the show saying like oh we only have two weeks until this thing ends And, and so he's just like super excited to to also finish up the season and caitlin comes out with a i love mustaches t-shirt so i don't know if that was a plug at our boy eli cottonwood but i i'll, I'll just say it is you know just to just to say it <laughs> bonus points if it was that's pretty obscure yeah <laughs> and yeah it's it's funny because cole of course is still in his mentality that he doesn't care about the show while josh is trying his best to sell it and even Michael Cole kind of calls him out and he's like, wow, you're, you're, you're calling this like if if this is WrestleMania or something. So <laughs> I thought that was just a uh, just a, a good jab that he was throwing at uh, at Josh there. Uh, so, yeah, as as we mentioned, Matt Stryker even mentions that there's no immunity tonight. And with this this challenge, it's, it's basically just like I think they've done this challenge before, even on this season and definitely on previous seasons where they have a, a trivia round. And the first round is actually all NXT related questions, which I which I thought was pretty cool. Uh, I'll, I'll just kind of highlight a few of them. I won't go through all of them. The first one that Matt Stryker asks is uh, who was the winner of NXT season one, and of course all the all the girls kind of blow their uh, air horn, and Naomi actually ended up getting that one with, of course, Wade Barrett. Then the one that I was actually kind of curious is uh, because I never knew what his actual name was, was when Matt Stryker asked who was the immigration agent who uh, who was trying to get um, Oksana deported. So that was the only time I actually paused it and put closed captionings because I really wanted to make <laughs> sure I spelled his name correctly. Uh, and his actual name ended up being Nick Nicholas Dickapopoulos. So that's yeah. why like it was so... It was so hard to actually catch his name uh, in the earlier episodes because I, he said it so fast that I could not 
even tell like what he was saying, you know? And now we know. And then uh, we got a nice little pun from Stryker when AJ said it because he was like, oh, this is a family show. What was the name of the immigration officer who tried to... It's not how long you sound the horn, it's who sounds it first. AJ, what is his name? You have to get it correct. Dickapopoulos? Hey, this is a PG show. The answer is Nicholas Dickapopoulos, the greatest name in the history of the WWE. The other one I thought was kind of interesting, and, and we'll definitely get get to it later in the show, was there was a um, there was a question where the Miz was actually the answer. Oh, I think it was like, uh, who was Daniel Bryan's pro during season one? And AJ had gotten the answer right by saying the Miz. And then Matt Stryker had said like, oh, yeah, he's the new WWE champion. And the mm-hmm. crowd just like instantly like booed like as soon as Matt Stryker said it. And yeah, we'll we'll get to that later on into the show. But <laughs> yeah, then the second round was pretty much where, by the way, like AJ's pretty much dominating this challenge as well, where she's pretty, pretty much getting all the answers right. Mm-hmm. And the second round is where she was... uh. Or, or I should say, Stryker was asking the rookies WWE related trivia. So after that, then AJ, yeah, pretty much ran with this one, and she won the challenge by a huge lead of thirteen hundred. So she won, but like it's we, like thirteen hundred to one hundred to zero. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she pretty much ran away with it, but as we mentioned, it didn't really count for anything. So it was more for for bragging points, but. Yeah, I thought it was it was good for for what they were doing. It was entertaining and even though there was nothing on the line, I still thought it was a pretty pretty decent segment. Not, yeah, I uh I think the the that one not having the immunity or anything like that made it to where they can do that one purely for fun. Mm-hmm. So it allowed them to really kind of like go at it and see who really knew these things. Granted, AJ was cheating because yeah. Stryker clearly said you got to finish the question. Oh, she yeah, kept yeah. buzzing before. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you're right. She did definitely see him Punk's wife. Yeah, <laughs> there's there's no <laughs> doubt there. <laughs> no doubt about it. <laughs> so, so after that, we we go to a quick commercial break, and then we have our first matchup of the evening, which is. Caitlin going up against uh Nikki Bella. I thought it was it it was a good match to watch because clearly Caitlin is the greenest of the green kind of right now. Mm-hmm. So it was interesting for me to see kind of how that match was gonna play out for Nikki having to lead that match. And then this is like very early on, you know. So and then it, I was watching and then um, Nikki was making Caitlyn look really good bumping for those just like repeated shoulder tackles. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a really good bumping there. Nikki had a really good, nice flying snapmare. Yeah, yeah, that was like that was pretty dope. They told a, a story with the match. They had Nikki kind of getting in there and working on uh, Caitlyn's legs, so to, to chop down the tree, so to speak. And then uh, Caitlyn did good at selling the um, the leg injury. Because there was some offense at the end where she was throwing some repeated like clotheslines, but she was like limping while she was doing it, so it, it made it kind of believable. And then you know she just had to eat a Bella Buster at the end, yeah, aka the <laughs> I, X Factor. That's what so. I always put down. I just put X Factor. 
I uh, I did the justice and put Bella Buster. Thank you. Th- thank you for being profe- <laughs> professional between the two of us. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I kind of agree with you with those points. The, the only notes I had other than the ones that you already brought up were that during the match, Michael Cole was bringing up the, the current storyline between Daniel Bryan and the Bella Twins. So it, it's kind of interesting because this is actually where the real life or I should say that the half K kind of started to chime in between the two of them because I do remember this storyline where I think Daniel Bryan was first getting you know storyline wise he was getting along with uh, Gail Kim mm-hmm. and then the Bella twins were, were trying to steal Daniel Bryan away from Gail Kim and that's when he started developing feelings for I think yeah Brie Bella during the storyline and then yeah that actually started to translate into real life so it's kind of cool how that storyline ended up actually blossoming into the the real life relationship between them so this was actually well before our first date yeah several months before our first date yeah which is crazy right yeah because this was in december of 2010 no, this was in november oh it was in november november of 2010 oh my gosh yeah yeah i thought you did kiss me first I thought you gave me a kiss on the cheek first, oh, then yeah. Nicole gives me a kiss, and then, yeah, see? I did. You give me a kiss first, and then Nicole kisses me on the mouth, and then you really kiss me on the mouth. <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> and so, this is also the first time, if you look, look at, if you look at it. A bell of a guy. A bell of a guy. He's the bell of a guy. If you look at it, so Brie leaves a big <laughs> lipstick mark on my face. The first of many lipstick marks on my face That's over the true. years to come. <laughs> it's crazy when you could go back and like kind of pinpoint what storylines did it for certain people. You're like, hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then other people, you're like, when did this even happen? Yeah, like. The one that we always talk about is Charlotte and Andrade. Like, that's the one that we're always like, how? <laughs> how? That one. And then, like, Aleister Black and uh, oh, Zelina. Zelina Vega. Like, it's yeah. like, when? When did y'all have the time to? I feel like that had to be, like, in the indies or something, you know? Maybe. But, like, I could have swore she was with Austin Aries for the longest. Oh, and then out yeah, of nowhere, yeah. she just got married to this fool. <laughs> like, when? Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I think I agreed with you with, with that matchup and I'll I'll definitely touch back on it during my review or my scores at the end. After that, then we had this uh super important <laughs> video package uh <laughs> covering covering John Cena's farewell dress from uh Monday Night Raw. And the only reason we're still kind of covering the John Cena stuff that happened on Raw is just because it's still related to our boy Wade Barrett and the Nexus. I think once like that storyline starts to fizzle out, we'll, we'll, we probably won't talk about it too much, but I still wanted to bring it up since it's still pretty much related to the Nexus. And for those who don't know, last week Survivor Series happened as well during this timeline 10 years ago. And we had Wade Barrett going up against Randy Orton for the WWE title, but John Cena was a special guest referee. And at this time, Cena was also, sorry, Cena was also in the Nexus, 
But if he didn't count the victory for Barrett, then he would be fired. But if he pinned or if uh, Barrett pinned Orton, then he would be freed from the Nexus. But John Cena could not go with it and he uh, counted for Orton. So technically, John Cena is quote unquote fired. <laughs> and yeah, so we'll uh, we'll get to that part. But pretty much they revealed the recap of this farewell just for John Cena. And it was supposed to be like a super emotional video package, which eh, it was kind of corny when you watch <laughs> it back <laughs> n- knowing what happened. But yeah, they were they were trying to get that that angle over pretty hard you know i'll admit a lot of the the packages that from watching some of this older stuff holds up really well Mm -hmm. this does not really hold up that well yeah and then i kind of i kind of look back on this and i see this was kind of like that point where cena was starting to get stale Mm -hmm. because because ultimately the nexus didn't get over exactly yeah because of that so like if they would have got over then it'd be like oh okay there you go they're dope and and you're you're completely right because we were just watching a couple of episodes ago when they were recapping the kane versus undertaker storyline and those video packages were amazing so yeah absolutely this this one definitely didn't hold up the the only fun fact i had with this video package though was that during the whole thing this is remember this is uh 10 years ago in in November. So John Cena in the video package was highlighting that, you know, he had been doing this for the WWE universe for, for the past nine years. And that number seemed kind of off to me, but it wasn't actually that far off because I just did a quick Google search before the show. And yeah, John Cena originally had some tryouts in, uh, in late, 20 or i should say in late 2000 as the prototype and then he had another dark match on uh on a smackdown in uh 2001 and then finally he had his like super infamous match against kurt angle in june 2002 so mm-hmm. he was he's kind of telling the truth there where yeah he's pretty much performing in front of a wwe audience for the past nine years so Hey, John Cena's seen like every side of the process pretty much. Like mm-hmm. originally training indie, going developmental, they getting a big call up, uh grinding for a mid card title, grinding for the big title, and then getting the character over, and then he just transcended. Cause he did everything that you're supposed to do, like mm-hmm. in that order, almost. And it's like that's that was the order of operations before they even knew what the order of operations was. It's like we weren't even supposed to know about developmental and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like boom, they've been riding that out for a while. Yeah, I think that's why his was kind of more that you have to research it because compared to nowadays, you can pretty much pinpoint where a superstar has started their career in the WWE because they go through that whole process of either the PC or NXT or, mm. or whatever. So yeah, with, with this case, you pretty much do have to like do your research to see when he actually got started at that point. Oh yeah. Cause what he was, what, what was that? UPW? Mm-hmm. Yep. Down there with Samoa Joe. <laughs> Samoa <laughs> Joseph. <laughs> oh yes, of course. <laughs> My apologies. Uh, so- <laughs> 
So after that, we go to commercial break and then we have our quote unquote main event of the evening. But I'm actually really excited about this because this is Naomi going up against AJ. And as I mentioned last week, they're, they both have the best record going into uh, this matchup of the season. And yeah, they are tied at five victories and two losses. So this is actually going to be the the tiebreaker, not only for them, but also to hopefully give them a, an advantage in going into the uh, the last elimination. But yeah, I I I have my notes ready, but I'll, I'll I'll let you I'll let you cover this one first here. I got you, man. Um, you know, I watched this match. And it's in like full entirety. Like I was paying attention mm-hmm. from the jump because it kind of got my attention when I thought about it. I was like, oh, these are like the best two. Mm-hmm. And then um, just kind of right from the go, we get a nice like snap mirror to a sliding clothesline from Naomi. Where that was really dope. Right after that, not surely thereafter, uh, great head scissors takedown from AJ. Mm-hmm. Then um, we keep keep up with the offense from the the other person. Like we, that was probably I, I'm pretty sure she did it earlier on in the season, but uh, she hit her with a rear view where she like jumps and oh, does yeah, the splits. Yeah. yeah, from Naomi, that was dope. And then uh, they go to a commercial and come back, and she like gets her with the old school Ric Flair top rope toss. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, ah oh, man, it doesn't even work for you. And then it like out of nowhere, I think the next big move after that was this huge leg drop. Um, oh, the Hogan leg drop, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, it was like a, a a whole bunch of like a good succession of offense from like Naomi after this because I also got like there was a huge like a uh, step up in Zagiri that kind of looked like how uh, Seth Rollins does his. Mm-hmm. Um. There was a good uh, surfboard stretch, and then Josh threw in a good detail that was saying, like, uh, you know, the ref should be counting that her shoulders are down. Oh, I thought yeah. That was, a nice, that was a good nice touch. That, was a good call. That, that from there kind of showed that the commentators were invested in the match, too, because prior to that, almost like the whole show, they were kind of goofing off. But then, mm-hmm. you know, two things made them really get their attention back talking about John Cena and like getting 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 into this match. So I thought that was really cool. Um also noticed that uh, Josh made a Glee reference when uh, <laughs> he said that uh, Michael Cole was like Sue Sylvester. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man, he made a Glee reference. And then I was like, oh, man, I recognize a Glee reference. <laughs> and then um, so we we start to see the the, the tide kind of like go in Naomi's favor. So you kind of thought that she might have been getting ready to finish her off. And out of nowhere, like um, AJ hits this like. Or they do this, uh, I think what they call it, like a satellite DDT. Yeah. Where you go almost like up and around from a head scissors into a DDT. I think they call it a satellite DDT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, so that that was a good because um, it's like a lot of people don't know that like that those moves take coordination from both people. Like one person has to be OK with spinning around like that. And the other one has to be good enough to twirl them around almost. And then the sell at the end from Naomi was really good. It's pretty much perfect with the way that they yeah, did that Yeah, it was sequence. like, yeah, picture perfect. And then um, there's a nice, like, offensive flurry series of strikes from AJ. I think there's, like, a running back elbow, a running clothesline, and, like, a running crossbody. Mm-hmm. And then uh, to, to break that up, like, Naomi hits her with a great spinning heel kick. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, Who yeah. used to use that as their finisher? That was like, uh, what was it? Savio Vega used to do that as his finisher, right? And uh, Tyler Breeze. That's right. Yeah. Supermodel kick. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, we get like another head scissors. Like that, you know, it looked, it was dope. But now when I think about it, it didn't make sense. But I'm going to tell you afterwards. So we get uh, a nice head scissors into the octopus or the Black Widow. We'll know that as later. But in, mm-hmm. into AJ getting the her second, what, second week straight with submission victory. Yeah. Not only not only that, it's now only the third submission victory ever in NXT history. Mm, so And she's got two of them breaking her got, own records. She's got two of them. Two out of the three, which is kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. And like, so the finish was dope because it was very smooth. But like, I guess from a match booking standpoint, if I was going to book that, I'm not saying this is right or wrong, but if I was going to book that, I'm not going to have Naomi fall for a head scissors move three times. Yeah. yeah, Because yeah, yeah. she got her in the beginning with a head scissors and it's like, all right, look, she got you that time. And then she got you with a DDT from a head scissors. It's like, okay, dog, when you going to learn that the head scissors is dangerous. Yeah. And then she got you at the end with another one. And it's like, oh, come on, dog. Maybe one less head scissors now to like, mm-hmm. or maybe one head scissors reversal in the middle to kind of like break that up. And then if you finish with one at the end. If you have to, <laughs> the the only, yeah, the only way they could have covered that up is if the commentators had had mentioned it, like, oh, uh, see if if uh, if Kelly Kelly would have gave her more. Uh, oh yeah, I would have doubted because you know she's like that's like her one move. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like where, where's your pro at? Like that's even worse. It's like your pro is like has one move. She has two moves: fast press and like the head scissors. The least you could do is be aware of those two moves. Like you shouldn't yeah. be caught in that. Like come exactly. on, man. And y'all yeah. got such a good relationship. Like nope, no y'all don't. Yeah, yeah that that would have <laughs> saved that would have saved it if they would have brought it up and said like yeah. Her her pro should have warned her about that move. And yeah, rookie mistake right there. <laughs> mm-hmm. That would have that would have been perfect. That that's uh, I like that. That would have been that would have been really good. But nope, that's like a um, that's like a plot hole. Like yeah. match finishes that like didn't really like make no sense. It's like wait a minute, why would you fall for that again? It's a little plot hole. Yeah. But all in all, great match. Like don't let oh, none yeah. of that take away from the fact that it was a great match. I. I'll I'll call it at the end, but yeah, I I totally agree, and yeah, even even the commentators, as you mentioned, they even it they even had to admit it and saying like, yeah, I I'll admit we haven't been paying attention all season, but this is actually an actual good match. Mm-hmm. So even even Michael Cole had to call it out and and give them the props. It's, oh wow! Great moves. That'll grab your attention. Who can capitalize? What I really liked at the end is that they 
they knew that they also were really proud of what they just did because they even hugged at the end of the match too. Mm-hmm. Um, just because like you can tell that they were just like genuine about that hug of like just being happy for the matchup that they just had done. So yeah, it was really good match and I would definitely That's re- kind of match where you get acceptance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I would I would definitely recommend folks to uh to go check that one out. From there we go to commercial break and when we come back we go to the last diva challenge and again these do not count and don't go toward uh immunity or anything. They just kind of wanted to do another one before uh you know the show ended and to kill some time I guess. Uh so night uh I should say Caitlin comes out first and then she's uh rolling down the ramp and there is a a quick jab from Michael Cole or Josh, I can't remember. And they were saying like, oh yeah, that's the way uh, Tony Chimmel comes down to the ring every week. And I was like, oh, poor Tony Chimmel. Like, especially now since he literally just got Rude. let go. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, poor guy. <laughs> and yeah, it that, that whole entrance went so long that there was parts of the NXT theme song that I didn't even know existed because it, it went so deep into it. So I was like, oh, I don't. I don't even know these parts because the song is going so long based on the entrances. But yeah, it, it just threw it's me kind of good, though. It's <laughs> like, uh, you know, just when you thought the song was just a big loop, it's got more yeah. to it. Yeah, there's like a bunch of lyrics I've never heard before. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, this one is pretty much the same where they it's a standard rules or standard sumo rules where like they just have to throw each other outside the line. I think they had given AJ like the automatic into the finals just because Caitlyn went up against Naomi first and yeah Caitlyn ended up um getting Naomi out mm-hmm. so then the last one kind of drug dragged on a little bit longer because they were I guess they were legit trying to like p- pin each other so it lasted a good while mm-hmm. and at the end finally Caitlyn was able to get AJ out after uh yeah there was a point in the match or in the in the in the round where AJ was on the floor, so it was harder for Caitlyn to move her out. So then the referees kind of restarted it. Uh, but then after that, like Caitlyn was able to push her out a little bit quicker. So yeah, Caitlyn picks up the win, but like we had mentioned, it, it doesn't count towards anything. So yeah, it was it was okay. But as we mentioned, yeah, there's since there's nothing on the line, it was a pretty forgettable segment. If uh, if we weren't just watching it right now. But yeah, overall, pretty decent. After that, we go to another commercial break. And when we come back, then we have the uh, the part two of uh, Monday Night Raw, where, as we kind of mentioned a little bit earlier, John Cena was supposed to be fired and he gave his farewell speech earlier in the night on Raw. But then we still had a rematch for the WWE title where we had Wade Barrett going up against the um, the Viper. Mm-hmm. And the only special clause with this one was that the Nexus were supposed to be banned from ringside. But as Randy Orton was making his way to the ring, they actually attacked them before the match started. So Wade Barrett had a pretty good uh, spot there to um, to pretty much win the title. And that, I think that's what everyone was thinking during that time. Because, yeah, Barrett pretty much had the upper hand. And then... I think this had to be like a no DQ match because of what happens right after that, 
where Wade Barrett hit the wasteland and he was going for a pin. But then John Cena came back out of nowhere, even though that he's supposed to be fired and kind of took the referee out. So then he wouldn't get the pinfall. And after that, the Nexus came back out and chased John Cena into the into the audience. And at that point, then Wade Barrett, I guess, was trying to set up Orton again for his finisher. But then Orton hit the RKO out of nowhere and got the victory, shocking everybody. And then, of course, the main focus was that Cena cost Wade Barrett not only the championship, but the rest of his career. <laughs> Which yeah, at that point, basically. That was like this peak, peak. They should, you know what, man? Not, nah, man. <laughs> Go ahead, finish. Wade, 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 Wade Barry pretty much never recovered after that single spot. Like, it was it was already enough that he didn't win at Survivor Series, but this pretty much sealed, sealed the deal here where, yeah. <laughs> uh, but that wasn't it because we forgot that our boy, The Miz, is still the money in the bank winner. So he surprised everybody by cashing in and they had like a short little match because yeah, Orton is still injured at this point. The Miz hits skull crushing finale and yeah, he becomes the WWE champion. And I can't believe I'm saying this. It's been 10 years since we've seen that. And we've also seen the Miz girl, the the infamous shot of the angry Miz girl. So I I can't believe it's already been 10 years since that has happened. And another fun fact is the Miz is actually at this time, the only the second person to cash in his money, his raw money in the bank contract, because Mm. CM Punk was actually the first superstar to cash in on Monday Night Raw. Um, at this at this point, people have have cashed in on a pay per view. They've cashed in on SmackDown, and yeah, CM Punk was previously the first one to cash in on Monday Night Raw. So, man, it's like if you're gonna have Orton retain, if you're just gonna have the Miz beat him, like why not let Barrett win, celebrate with Cena. Have him give him his finger and finisher, then let the Miz come out. Yeah. And let him get buried like that. At least give him like <laughs> one time champ before you bury him. You could have accomplished the same thing because, yeah, you could have had Barrett beating him. And then at the end, before the Nexus could come down to celebrate, then you got John Cena coming out of nowhere, giving him the RKO. Mm-hmm. Then same thing you could have done the exact same thing where the nexus chases off cena because they attacked the new wwe champion mm-hmm. in that time the miz takes advantage and yeah no one cares if wade barrett's a face or a heel at that point they just want mm-hmm. to see the miz cash in and and win so you could have easily exactly you could at least let him experience the highs of highs before throwing him down a chasm that he'll never climb back out of yeah but Oh, that's unfortunately history from a decade ago that will never be justified. So, well, all right. Speaking on a good note, let's go to a sadder note (laughs) and go to the last uh, promo segment here, which was the um, the I guess this one's more of like a talk to talk thing where they um, 
they had the rookies make their point of like who should be eliminated. Uh, did you want to? Mm-hmm. Did you want to go over this one before we find out like who the the winner ends up being? Yeah, we could do a quick one here. It was they just kind of like cut little promos on each other. AJ says Naomi should be eliminated mm-hmm. because she wants to because basically she hasn't faced Caitlyn yet. I was like, all right, that's fine. It makes sense. And then they asked Caitlyn who get who should get eliminated, and then she said Oksana, and then we laughed. And then she said AJ because they had they, she basically said the same thing that AJ said because they hadn't faced each other and they're pals. Mm-hmm. And then Naomi was like, well. Uh, ain't nobody gonna see nothing if y'all wrestle each other because Caitlyn can't wrestle. Yeah, and yeah, if we were giving everybody grades, she got a five. <laughs> yeah, the crowd even reacted to that one too. So mm-hmm. yeah, so she won that one for sure. <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> and then the pros huddle up for their final votes. You know, they do their thing. Mm-hmm. We go ahead and come back for uh, the elimination. Now, I remember who wins the competition but i just didn't remember who they face in the finals yeah yeah yeah. so the the elimination here was actually like a shock to me yeah i was like oh because uh we get to it and it comes back and it ends up being that aj gets eliminated whom like i was sitting there like oh man i would have thought not because you know she seemed to be like very big crowd favorite but yeah you know it, hey <laughs> that that's what i kind of thought too because retroactively i thought it was the same thing where aj was the biggest star from the show but now that we were watching now that we were re-watching the season it kind of made sense because when you thought about it all three of them were pretty much the most popular women you know f- females on the show just because, yeah, I forgot how over Naomi was at this time. And then Caitlyn ended up being like a surprise favorite as well from the fans. And then, yeah, AJ was a favorite. So I forgot that all three of them were pretty much over with the crowd. So I was shocked by AJ being eliminated. But I was also like, oh, OK, it kind of makes, makes most sense because like AJ kind of Pete done her way into getting over just kind of being quirky and little Mm -hmm. so like that was kind of a natural thing and then you get the the person who kind of should have you could tell deserved to be in the finals because there was like the best one in naomi Mm -hmm. and then the one who kind of got themselves mm, i would say that maybe caitlin gets the biggest rub being with vicky exactly yeah yeah yeah. so like the way that it was almost kind of like it went the natural way because it almost looked like you wanted Caitlyn to win from the jump just off the look and everything. It's like, all right, look, let's give her the good rub, put her with Vicky. Vicky will do all the talking and kind of like help her develop there and stuff like that. Yeah. And then it was like Naomi and AJ was like, well, it seems like they're just going to get themselves where they need to go because everybody else there was just like almost cannon fodder. Yeah. You've actually made me adjust my score based on that point. So I just updated it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah. So pretty much. Yeah. They just announced that. And oh, I, I, I guess we should mention that. Yeah. AJ was able to cut her farewell promo and it was pretty emotional. You can definitely mm-hmm. tell she was delivering a heartfelt um, speech there. And I'll, I'll make sure to insert the audio clip here. 
It's time to see which diva is eliminated. Let's find out. AJ, you've been eliminated. Say your piece to the WWE Universe, hon. Well, first I just want to thank everyone that ever voted for me. I know I'm not a supermodel. I know I'm the girl that, you know, didn't go to prom. I'm the girl that stays home and plays video games, but I think that's a girl that you guys are ready to have as a diva. I think that it's time that Diva represents every single girl in the audience watching. A girl that every single guy would want to hang out with. And I've wanted this my entire life, and I have fought to get here. Every step I have taken has been for this moment, to be in this ring. And there's that one thing that is ever going to stop me. So if you think that this is the last time that you've seen AJ, you are sorely mistaken because I will be back and I'm going to accomplish all of my dreams. Thank you so much for every single second and you will see me again. Yeah, I think it was good and you can tell that they were giving each other like an emotional hug at the end between everybody and uh, yeah, as they closed the show, like I don't know what Caitlin and Naomi were saying to each other, but they were still pretty much in shock that AJ was was eliminated mm-hmm. yeah that pretty much does it and yeah they they do a good job of promoting uh next week being the finale as as we close the show and for the fun facts i I didn't have much the only one i had was yeah like with this surprise elimination aj actually ended up getting eliminated with it she ended up getting eliminated with the best record of the season at six and two so, yeah, it kind of played into the whole surprise factor because she had the best record, but she still got eliminated. But in a way that also kind of justifies the the voting system because it, it was still mm. supposed to be fi- 50% from the audience and 50% from the judges. So, yeah, they they made it seem pretty legit at this point. And then for our own fun facts... We actually just crossed the 30-hour mark for the grand total, uh, the the grand total time for NXT. So mm. that is uh pretty exciting. Where we're already 30 hours in. So if you wanted the marathon NXT, you would have to do it for more than a day now. <laughs> mm. Surprise! Surprise! Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's get some scores in. Yeah, I'll let you. Uh, I'll let you go first because I'm actually kind of curious what you're you're gonna get for. Uh, actually, I'll I'll go first and then if you don't mind doing the the matches next, go for it. Because uh, I I kind of want, yeah. So for for commentary, I kind of went in the middle where I just gave it a three. The commentators did a good job throughout the night. I, I'll give them that, but kind of the same thing as as previous weeks where they've been doing a little bit of uh, half and half, half K, I, I guess where. They've been focusing on the matches like they did with AJ versus Naomi. But then in other portions of the show, Cole is still kind of continuing his character work where he's not really paying attention to the match or whatever. So that's the that's the only 
knock on points that I'll give them. But overall, they still did a good job as far as like promoting the show, getting over the pay-per-views. And yeah, overall, I, I think they just did a, a good job. Same. Um, I also went three. It's funny because like I originally went 3.5, but then it's like now that I kind of went back and thought about it, it was just certain things that maybe there was an inconsistency that I felt like it was good at what they was doing. Like when they were being kind of like not paying attention to stuff, it was good. Yeah. But when they were paying attention to the match, they were also good. Yeah. When they were being somber about like John Cena, they were also good. But it's like, I, I don't I can't. I don't. I didn't need to digest that many different shades of the of the announced team in that episode, so it was a little too much. But it was still good, so I gave him a three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, so you want me to go matches? Yeah, yeah. I want to hear what you got. Got to. you. So for for me, matches, I went three and a half. Ooh, okay. Because so typically, like your baseline is the amount of matches that you have. Mm -hmm. So like, say if that just, if we would have had like, you know, two matches, say like two Caitlin matches, it would have been a two, but so like I give that, uh, so essentially like that one out of this three and a half comes from like the Caitlin and Nikki Bella match, but the rest of that two and a half comes from like how good, the um the other match was so it was essentially like saying like that one match was as good as like two and a half other matches yeah, so that's yeah, how yeah. i'm looking at that yeah so i went three and a half because i i i thought that that was the best match of this season so that just on on rip kind of makes it uh just really good match quality like i thought that, that one match was I didn't want to go four just because the other match wasn't really that good. It was it was a good look because it was nice to see that Nikki Bella could lead a match like that. But it's not saying that it was a good match. Yeah. But the other match was really good. So like that alone is like almost saying like I give the whole show a, a three in matches off that one match. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. I pretty much gave you or I should say, yeah, I, I pretty much mirrored you there where. I also gave it a 3.5 for pretty much almost the same reasons. And I think what I kind of want to do now that we actually said it was maybe for next season, we should do something where we I don't know if you've seen how reality shows do it sometimes where sometimes when they have like the typical show where when people get eliminated, sometimes the judges can like save the person who gets eliminated with like a like a. I don't know, like a voucher. I forget. Like each each judge gets like one like voucher to like make sure one person doesn't get eliminated. Mm. Uh, so I was thinking maybe we can do something similar where when when you and I find our match of the season, then we can kind of like elevate like the point one one point higher or something like mm. that. I don't know. Because nice. I I kind of did the same thing where. I was originally going to I was originally going to give it a 3 because I gave the first matchup a 2 and in my mind uh AJ and Naomi gets a 4 but then I I was about to average that into a 3 but then in my mind I was like well I don't want to give it a 3 because I I I really enjoyed that match and to me yeah it's my match of the season 
So then I just gave it a, a point higher to uh, 3.5 as well. Right. Yeah. Cause it was, it was a good match. Cause it just ended like a match, like a very, they could have did any kind of like baseline kind of like match that they've been doing. Hey, go out there, exchange some heat, get a roll up, go home. They could have easily like did something like that, but they, they intentionally went out there to steal the show. So it's like for that alone, it's it it makes it makes it great. Like if that was if we would have just watched that episode and that was the only match, I probably would have went for. You know what I mean? But the other match was kind of a stinker. So it's like, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Perfect. So I'll I'll go into production with production i yeah this is the one i actually ended up changing i was gonna give it a three but now i gave it a 3.5 for the stuff that you brought up because i totally didn't factor that in where with the the booking of the last three rookie divas based on the booking that they've been doing throughout the season it makes sense that caitlin had gotten herself over because she was paired up with vicky and that ended up being probably the most dominant storyline of the season with with uh with her and Vicky. So that actually elevated Caitlyn throughout the season and it got us to this moment where we all assumed that AJ would be at least one of the finalists that for her to be eliminated and now it being Caitlyn versus Naomi, now that creates a really good dynamic and it also kind of proves the fact that like oh wow, like for Caitlyn being someone who doesn't have any wrestling experience up until this season for her to get over with the crowd based on like a good storyline and the chemistry that she's had with Vicky that, that adds a lot to the, the booking power that the season has done. So I think for that reason, and yeah, with, with everything else that we got throughout the show, I think now uh, I wanted to give it a, uh, a 3.5 at that point. Nice. I was actually going to go 2.5 up until all the points that we just made. So I actually like kind of changed my score to three because like, I really did. I, <laughs> I really did not enjoy the uh, somber scene a moment. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like <laughs> it threw it down to 2.5, but then like now that we thought about like the booking and all that stuff, I was like, Oh, you know what? That is kind of dope. So yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. want to go no higher than that though. I think we both influenced each other because yeah, when you brought that up, I was like, Oh yeah, you're right. Like the booking has been really good. So <laughs> that's why I just thought about that at the, at the very end. I know, I didn't even like think about it myself. I was like, Oh yeah, you know what? The booking has been good. I can't do them like that. Yeah. And then, uh, so that actually bumped up my entire score for the episode up from three to 3.5 for entertainment. Oh, nice. So yeah. I actually went higher after like, giving this stuff in retrospect of retrospect that it, it was a lot, uh, a lot better than I thought. Yeah. I I'll mirror you there. And I also gave it a 3.5 for entertainment because of the same, the same, uh, things that we talked about because yeah, I was, I was entertained by both the matches and the booking. So by that, I also had to give entertainment a 3.5. Mm-hmm. Awesome. That was, uh, that was a, that was a really good round of uh, scores. I, I think we did a really good job this week when it came to giving some really good points for 
for justifying our points this week is is what I wanted to say. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. I felt like there was some some good thought behind those scores. No arbitrariness. Like even the stuff that I wanted to be arbitrary about, I couldn't be arbitrary about and it ended up being better than like it, I originally thought. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So with that, our combined score is actually a 3.3. Yeah. That pretty much averages out where uh it added up a lot of the 3.5s that we had and uh with the threes that we ended up giving so yeah i think that was i was uh justified and like again like we've mentioned on previous episodes when we give out our threes it's pretty much where it's more on the the upper side as opposed to it being like a medium medium episode Mm -hmm. anything anything that gets a three and over i think justifies it being like a, a good show so i would highly recommend this one if not for just the the matchup between aj and naomi but overall the, the episode was pretty pretty entertaining as well uh awesome so that will nice. do it for Man, i was just uh i was just looking back at the archive yeah and i wanted to see like what what some of the highest stuff was like bro episode what, what happened in episode nine <laughs> yeah i, I kind of want to do a retroactive on that one just to see like because that has been the highest scored one yet so i, I kind of some that show must have been like flawless for, for us to give that high of a score so <laughs> i definitely want to go back <laughs> man we're gonna have to do a retroactive of a retroactive yeah retroactive <laughs> awesome hold up so yeah that will uh that will do it for this episode and on the next episode, it is actually the season finale for NXT season three and also our season finale episode. And as we mentioned, the finalists are Naomi versus Caitlin, and that will actually be the main event for the show before we find out who who wins. We also have a um, I won't spoil who is in it, but we also have a six person uh tag team match as well and that seems like it's going to be a good one too but i'll i'll leave that as a surprise for next week and we yeah the the big moment is here where we'll find out who ends up winning nxt season three and a bonus thing that we're going to break down as well is uh a little half and half a little half k where we'll break down our overall thoughts of season three but we'll also start taking a look at the contestants for season four and they also follow the same trend next week where they do a little 15 to 30 second snippet of each uh, contestant. So we'll mm. we'll break that down in, in detail next week as well. Nice. That will do it for, for us. Uh, I don't really have any... Uh, big plugs this week but uh, i know you wanted to give a couple of shout outs this week that's true um i think it's only one might only be one but anyway i need to give out shout out to battle rap tees at battle rap tees so it's like a so especially with battle rap tees i want to give a shout out to grow canvas grow for producing their actual second highest selling shirt which is a like a uh, the BOTZ Battle of the Zay NWO t-shirt that would sound like hotcakes in a crack house. <laughs> yeah. 
So go get your copy now. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll definitely, I'll definitely put the link for that one. <laughs> yeah, hot on the presses. But that's it for me, man. Nice, cool. Yeah, so that will do it for us this weekend. Yeah, I would highly recommend to check out next week's episode because we have our season finale. And for some reason, if you haven't caught up, definitely feel free to catch up now, where you can check out our entire backlog for season three before heading into the finale next week uh so for primo nando i will say good night farewell and i shall see you next week what about you sir yeah yeah